0: Hey, everyone, this is Brittany. Welcome to season two of the No Like, and Trust show. This is episode 57, where I'll be talking about how I rebranded myself, how I felt during the process, and what that means moving forward. Welcome to the No Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Well, hello, and welcome to season two of the Know, Like, and Trust show. Why did I say season two? Well, for those of you who are hopping on right now and haven't listened to previous episodes, This is the first episode after a two and a half year hiatus. (laughs) I will say, you guys, when I announced on my previous episode, episode 56, that I was going to be taking a hiatus and I didn't know how long it was going to be, even I did not imagine it was going to be this long. Well, I got a little busy, you know, we moved houses, had another baby, you know, things that take no time at all, right? Well, they took a lot of time and I... Had so much going on, and I didn't want to split my focus in other ways. So, season two, here we are. Here's why I'm back. As it turns out, I have a lot to say, and I'm not doing you or myself any favors by staying silent. I like to work, I also like to play. And, full confession here for a little while, I was not sure what I wanted, and I didn't even know if I was going to continue working at all. Didn't really ever imagine myself as a stay-at-home mom, but I also wanted to raise my kids myself and not have a nanny or daycare do that. And I was kind of stuck in that mode for a little while there. I figured answers out, I know what I'm doing, and I want to work. I want to make an impact. And I can do that while raising a family. I know there's work-life balance experts out there. My belief is that balance isn't something that's ultimately attainable. I could probably argue you tooth and nail about that, but this is not the time or place. So I'm just going to go ahead and do a few housekeeping things here before we move on to the meat of this episode, which is all about rebranding myself. So a few changes as we move here into season two. The first change is that I'm going to be doing a mix of shorter and longer episodes, in the past, I aimed for 30 minutes per episode, and I wasn't perfect with that by all means, but I'm throwing that guideline completely out the window now. Although I will say, there rarely be anything longer than that. Next change, I'm going to keep the guests very focused on branding and personal branding. they will be branding experts, those who work in and around the field of branding. There's going to be guests who have gone through stories of Branding, brand transformations, rebrandings like myself, all of those things that are nice and focused in the branding world. I will say I had a great time with other guests who didn't fall into that mold in our last season and while it was fun, because I'm a lifelong learner and I love geeking out about things, I want to stay more focused for you guys because there are a lot of general business podcasts out there and a lot of podcasts that support the online business owner and the entrepreneurs of the world. This one is going to be focused on branding. Here's what isn't changing. My beliefs about branding, my stance on personal branding, and all of the things that you know me for. I know that people who have heard episodes in the past or who have followed me online, on my website and social media, have heard these sayings and these phrases from me before. But I'm going to reiterate them here because these are the pillars of what I will be producing both here on the podcast and elsewhere. And they're what I believe in so wholeheartedly that even though I've rebranded myself, these have not changed at all. I believe in changing the world one person at a time. I believe in the ripple effect. If this episode helps you in any way and you're able to spread your work to more people and help them then you've expanded the ripple from one person to 10 people or 20 people. And if, in turn, those people that you helped are able to turn around and help more people, I think that is how we make things better. The impact you make is directly related to your willingness to be seen. And you have to stand up to stand out. Here's the thing, folks. I've worked with so many clients who fight me on having a target market that's clearly defined because they want to help everyone. And in having that heart of gold, they're actually helping no one. I've also worked with clients who want to be helpful and want to build a brand, but don't want anyone paying attention to them as people. That does not work. Not in this day and age. Probably never. You have to be out there for people to trust you. That is what this show is all about. Knowing then liking, then trusting, and the unspoken fourth thing, buying. On to the meat of this episode, let's talk about my own rebrand. Okay, so if you've been following me online, you'll say, but Brittany, your logo's the same. Your website looks the same. Nothing changed. You didn't rebrand. I did. I didn't change the visuals. You'll notice that all looks exactly the same, but I went through a deep rebrand. I changed who I'm claiming as my best client. I went through all the philosophical branding questions that I've always brought my clients through, but I did it with somebody else. So let's get into the how and why of it. Well, with backtracking just a little bit. We expanded our family. We had a second son. He is adorable. You've heard me talk about my older son, Finn, on the show before. I now have an Asher. So we have a Finn Danger and an Asher Rogue. Yes, we are those people who name our kids like that. Proud of it. And I will tell you, Ash is a little spitfire. He is opinionated and he is in that toddler phase where he makes his opinions known. And around the time he turned a year old last spring, I went through the realization that, no, 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 I I really do want to work. I don't want to focus only on raising my family. I want to help people in other ways. And also, I'd like to hang out with more adults. Big surprise if you know me. So how did I make that work? I didn't want my kids being raised by a nanny. I didn't want to not work. I made the decision that I wasn't going to work more than 10 to 15 hours a week. The only problem is the way my business used to operate when this podcast was still going a couple years ago, I was working 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week. And even then, I thought it was too much. There's a reason I I pulled back on some of the busy work and let some things go in my business because I couldn't keep it all going. I couldn't wear all of the hats. So I knew last spring, if I was going to get back to working, I was going to have to make some business changes. And... You know that old Einstein quote, you can't solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it? That was me. I built my business starting five years ago and ended up as the person working 40, 50, 60 hours wearing all the hats. And this past spring, I said, I'm going to get back into my business. I'm going to really start taking control of things. I'm going to relaunch some of the services I had let slide or at least not been doing very often. And I started trying to wear all the hats again. So I knew I needed to make a change. And for me, that meant getting outside help. Now, I like thinking that I have all the answers, but realistically, I don't. I ended up rehiring a coach I worked with three or four years ago. She was launching a program that seemed like a perfect fit at the perfect time. So I joined the program. And while it was not a branding program, that is what it ended up being for me. All of the work she had us do forced me to revisit all the branding questions. Who am I? Who do I serve? How do I serve them? When am I at my best doing my zone of genius work? All of those things that forced me to take some hard looks. And I realized that my primary way of working, which used to be branding photography, personal branding photos and the like, headshots, all of that, Wasn't going to be able to be my bread and butter anymore if I wanted to work 10 to 15 hours a week and not have such a high concentration of that work on specific days. So that led me to the question of what I could make a part of my business that would still be in the branding world, that still would feel true to me, and that I would still have just as much effectiveness with my clients doing. And it became very clear very quickly. I just needed to do what I was already doing, but less. So the process I brought my brand photography clients through, that first kind of intake form, that first couple hours we spent on Skype before we got together in person, that is what I needed to do all by itself. And that is exactly what I created. I created a two-session program with me. I called it Instant Badass Brand, still call it that, because... That's exactly what it is. It's an instant brand that covers all of those things I was just talking about, that deep dive into the philosophy of why you are in the business you are in, how you're going to help people, who you are, who you serve, and how you serve them. I packaged that into a program and clapped myself on the back and thought, okay, job well done. Except, of course, business is always an evolution, right, folks? So I started realizing there were other things people needed. And this is about the moment where I felt really out of control. (laughs) Here, I just went through a whole rebranding process where I also felt a little out of control, but because I trusted my coach's process, I felt really focused and excited at the same time. But once I realized I needed to put more things together, I started feeling very overwhelmed because remember, I want to work 10 to 15 hours a week and no more. And I will confess to you guys right now, I am working more than that. I'm probably working closer to 20 hours a week, but I'm relaunching a lot of things, including this show, and I'm putting a lot of things together on the tech end. And I haven't actually outsourced that yet. I will be very shortly here, so I have a little bit more hours in than I would like. But I know that that's going to even out in the next month or two, and that's okay. But that overwhelm hit me because I realized not only was I launching a new program, I also needed to tighten my niche and. You're going to laugh because I said earlier in the episode already, my clients have always fought me on this. And here I was fighting the system myself, you guys. I'm just as guilty. And for those listening who are in the branding profession, you're your worst client. You probably already know that, but I'm just going to lay it out there because we all need a reminder that we are our own worst clients. Moving into that rebranding tightening niche thing I mentioned. I used to do that online thing where I said I help female entrepreneurs and I kind of would sort of qualify it. Like I help coaches, female online coaches, things like that. But I wasn't really practicing what I preach and I fixed that. We're good. I help corporate refugees and cubicle escapees. I help women who have killed it in the corporate world but really want to make more of an impact so they strike out on their own, only to realize they don't have a team around them anymore. They don't have people supplying them with the ideal customer avatar. They don't have people giving them talking points. They don't have copywriters. They don't have all the people around them that used to make their job so easy. So they need to brand themselves. And they need to do it quick because they're not willing to waste years of doubt and frustration Figuring this out when they could just hire someone like me, get it done in two quick sessions, and move on to helping the clients that they wanted to help in the first place. My niche is much tighter than it used to be. Now, that doesn't mean I can't help people that I used to help. People like nutritionists or naturopathic doctors or psychics or all of the other kinds of online entrepreneurs, female business owners that I met locally or met through Facebook groups and love to help. But it does mean I'm not marketing to just that big group anymore. I'm marketing to a much tighter group of corporate refugees in the online entrepreneurial space. I practiced what I preached. I narrowed my niche I started putting it out there online and instantly my followership shot up. I'm getting much better feedback than I ever have. I have actually shed a lot of people off of my email list. I gave people the invitation to unsubscribe. I told them I was going to start emailing a lot more than I had been and asked them to unsubscribe and I have shed at least 100 people in the last three weeks, which is one of those lightning load things that's spectacular when you realize They really never meant there in the first place. All of those things started happening in the last two, three months after I got outside help, after I released control or the control I thought I had of my business and now actually do have. So yeah, I felt really overwhelmed in the branding process. I felt kind of stupid at times because hello, I'm a branding expert. I should know these things. Why did it take me hiring someone to figure it out? And honestly, I felt a little angry at myself because I can't believe how long it took me to figure out that I can't brand myself and that I didn't have a proper niche in the first place. Now I do. I'm releasing that anger. I'm releasing the embarrassment and I'm releasing the feelings of overwhelm so that I can do the work I was meant to do, like relaunching the show and like putting on a series of workshops this fall. I realized that when people are going through these early stages of business and they don't have either the time or the funds available in mass quantities, they're going to have to choose one or the other. And that will mean that they have to DIY some aspects. Now, graphic designer friends, web designer friends, and I've got a lot of them Don't worry, I'm not telling people to never hire a website designer again. But I also recognize that when you're starting out, you have to prioritize your budget. And if I needed outside help and a coach to figure out some of those things, that might be where the priority lies for a lot of people. So maybe they're going to have to DIY some stuff on their own. DIY their brand visuals, for example. And that's exactly why the first workshop I'm putting on, it's called Build Your Own Badass Brand Identity. I'm realistic. Everyone's going to DIY a few things, but usually this is going to be the first thing a business owner thinks they need. They need a logo. They need to know which colors they're using, which fonts they're using. I'm going to teach them how to do this with proper guidelines so that they don't DIY in the bad way. They DIY the right way. So if this is you, if you're in the first few stages of your business, If you don't have any of that brand identity collateral yet, or if you have it, but you don't feel like it's serving you, this is going to be the right workshop for you. It's a low cost introductory price workshop, not high ticket in any way, but high quality so that you can follow guidelines from someone who knows what they're doing, get that expertise and get your work out there so you can get back to working with the clients that you want to work in the first place. I'm also going to be teaching people how to build a brand style guide so that when you are ready to outsource some of these things, hire that website designer, hire that copywriter. You have a brand style guide you can hand to them that talks about all this stuff, has all those identity collateral pieces in one place, and talks about your ideal client avatar so that you can hand that off. Focus on the work you're meant to be doing. Putting that all together in a workshop is the first in a series that I'm going to be doing that help people online business builders in these early stages get launched the right way. I'm also going to be doing live Q&A at the end so that if you've got some burning desire questions, you have a way to get them answered. And if you're listening to this recording later, you still have an opportunity. I will be saving it for an evergreen release after the live workshop. So do not fear. And if you are interested, please head over to BritneyGardner.com forward slash WWM. That stands for work with me. It's going to bring you to my member portal where you can sign up for the live workshop or later you can sign up for the recorded workshop and get access to all of this information so you can launch the right way and get a brand that feels like you and that you're proud to show their people. If this is you, please come on by. If you already have a brand design that you love, don't sign up. You're just going to go through two hours of a workshop that you don't need to hear. But there will be other workshops on how to take better photos yourself, how to have a consistent look online that you may be interested in. So if you are not on my mailing list, please go to my website at britneygardner.com. I do have a fun little download gift for you. It's a checklist on how to make sure you have a clear brand and that you're showing up the way you really do intend to show up. That's available to anyone who subscribes to my mailing list and you'll get the bonus of finding out exactly when the next workshops and the next podcast episodes will be going live moving forward with the Know, Like, and Trust show, I'm going to be revisiting some old guests and find out where they are in their business today, how their personal brand has stayed the same or transformed over the last few years, and what their next steps are. And I'm going to be doing these in a mini interview format and probably putting a couple of them in the same episode so that we can find out what has been happening in their world and move on yourselves as well. Bye for now. I can't wait to hear your feedback. You guys who have listened for a while know that I love hearing the ahas you had as you listened to an episode. So please feel free to reach out and share those.